I certainly appreciate those songs. They're very appropriate songs and well sung. I appreciate what we're singing about. And Brother Charlie knew what we were singing about. I appreciate everybody that's here today. I want to say welcome to you. I appreciate the choir. appreciate family and all the friends that have come in honor of Charlie Bowen. I'd like to share his obituary information first of all. Charles Michael Charlie Bowen, Jr., 79, of Lima, passed from this life at 8.34 p.m. on Friday, August the 6th, 2021, at his residence. He was born on July the 15th, 1942, in Lima to Charles Sr. and Margaret Allen Bowen, who both preceded him in death. On June the 22nd, 1990, he married Sandra K. Nerderman Mason, who survives him in Lima. Charles proudly served his country as a member of the U.S. Navy from 1959 to 1988. He had also worked at Oakwood Correctional and was a custodian at Shawnee Schools. He was a life member of VFW Post 1275. He was a member of the Fleet Reserve Association, the National Rifle Association, and the Sabres Shooting Club. He was a member of Lima Missionary Baptist Church and loved attending. He enjoyed traveling and flower gardening. Surviving, in addition to his loving wife, Sandra Bowen, are his sons, Scott and Teresa Bowen of Lima, Brandon Bowen of Dayton, and James Sandy Mason of Columbus. His daughters, Tammy John Wright of Lima, and April Mike McCarthy of Wapakoneta. His sister, Robin Bowen of Lima, his 14 grandchildren, his 15 great-grandchildren. He was preceded in death by son, Mike Bowen, his brothers, Ronald Bowen and Rodney Bowen. And so let us just pause for a moment to offer a prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we pray today, God, help us in this service. Uh, God, we thank you for the choir singing, and we pray today, God, uh, bless Brother Ken and bless myself as we offer some thoughts and words that you've laid on our heart. Help Linda as she comes to sing a little later. God, help this family, especially, God, with the grief that they're sharing. God, we know that you know our hearts, and you know when we have grief and we know that you're the God of all comfort. We know you can and will help us if we just lean on you. God, we pray for the friends and the family and each one that's here. God, we just ask you to help us, God, in this service that uh, good might come out of it. And God, we thank you that you are a God that can do all things. And God, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. And amen. And now we're going to pause just a little bit. Uh, uh, Charlie's son, Brandon, had written uh, a paper with some thoughts about Charlie, and that's uh, Brandon's thinking about reading that that's a hard thing to do if Brandon wants to do that uh, we'll certainly turn it over to him gladly if he doesn't feel up doing that no harm done and uh, we'll just let you make your own decision Brandon okay alright alright we appreciate that and uh, at this time we'll ask Linda to come sing Consider all the world's the 
my hands have made I see the stars and I hear the rolling thunder thy powers throughout the universe display then sings my soul my savior God to thee how great thou art how great thou art Oh 
Thank the Lord for that song. That was one of Charlie's favorite songs. Uh, just a couple of days before Charlie passed, I had the privilege of being in his home, visiting with him and Sandy. And uh, Charlie was talking about how he loved the church and he loved the Lord. And, and uh, he mentioned me and Brother Ken Walter and told me that uh, he wanted us to preach his funeral service when that time come. He said, and just preach Jesus. He said, tell my family and my friends about Jesus. Tell them what I've got. He said, and I want Linda to sing my favorite songs. And uh, I said, well, buddy, God willing, we'll try to do that. And I, I appreciate being here. I've got something on my heart I want to reminisce a little bit and share an experience. I have some scripture I want to read and then share experience uh, about something I preached and what Charlie said about it. This is in the fifth chapter of the book of Mark. And it says, and, and they came over unto the other side. That's talking about Jesus and his disciples. And they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. I was talking to Sister Sandy, uh, near as we can figure, and she knew right on the dot, uh, uh, Charlie got saved about 30 years ago. And uh, it wasn't long after Charlie got saved, that uh, maybe, maybe a couple years, that I'd preached this message in the old Albert Street building. And uh, Brother Charlie and Sister Sandy, they were sitting back where they always sat, about halfway or a little over back, just on this side, right up next to the center aisle. And uh, I can just picture it just kind of like it was yesterday. At the close of the service, uh, before it was over, Charlie said, Brother Terry, said, can I say a word? And I said, yeah, man. He said, I want you to know, he said, uh, what you preached today, he said, I felt like you was preaching in not only telling that man's story in the Bible, but he said, I feel like you were telling my story. He said, I feel like that was about me. He said, in the earlier years of my life, he said, I was a wild man. He said, that fellow you preached about was a wild man. He said, I was a wild man. He said, I was, I really was. And he said, the Bible said no man could tame him. And he said, uh, no man could tame me either. He said, they really couldn't. They couldn't tame me. But he said, I praise God that uh, he let me meet Sandy and uh, she, we fell in love got married, and she invited me to come to Lima Church, and he said, I'm glad I come. And he said, I didn't realize what I was uh, getting into when I come, but he said, God spoke to my heart. He said, the gospel was preached, and he said, I felt something I never felt before. He said, God spoke to me, and he said, I realized I needed to get saved. And he said, God called me and uh, spoke to me with his Holy Spirit, and he said, I, he said, I wrestled with that for a while, but he said, I come to the altar, and I got saved, and he said, Jesus did what I couldn't do and nobody else could do. He changed me. He said, I'm not the same man I used to be. 
And this verse here is really what drawed me to this scripture. Now, I won't be long, and we'll have to get Linda to sing another song. But verse 6 said, But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Uh, there's a, a number of folks here, I'm sure, that remembers like I do when Charlie come to the altar. The night he got saved, he come out from the seat where he was at, and folks, he didn't just figuratively run to the altar. I mean, he really ran. Uh, he, came, he came like he was doing a sprint. And listen, this is true. When he got to the altar, he didn't just stop and slowly bow down. He slid into the altar when he come. He came, he, he literally and spiritually ran to Jesus like this man. He said here, when this man saw Jesus far off, he ran and worshiped him. Buddy, I'm telling you what, uh, Charlie meant business, and uh, when he come to an altar of repentance, he bowed his heart before heaven, he trusted Jesus, and he prayed, and he asked the Lord to save him, and Charlie got saved. I'm telling you what, and he, he told me a lot of times, he said, I want my friends and my family to all have what I've got because I know what it means, and I'm on my way to heaven. I want them to go too. And so, uh, folks, uh, all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's Charlie that said, I feel like I used to be a wild man. Well, I know I used to be a wild man. I got saved when I was real young, and I had sin in my life too. But it's Jesus that changed Charlie. It's Jesus that changed me. And it's Jesus that can or has already changed you. If he hasn't already changed you, he can. Everybody needs Jesus. And Charlie had a real testimony. He was saved. He was, he's on it. And I'll tell this, and then I'll turn over to Linda to sing. The night that I visit with him, Sandy, a couple of days before he passed, he said, Brother Terry, he said, I, I think I'm going to die pretty soon. He said, I don't know how soon it is. He said, but I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. He said, when I die, I'm going to heaven. He said, I, you know, I love my wife, love my family. He said, I don't want to leave like that. But he said, I know when I die. He said, God will take care of them anyway. He said, I'm going to be with Jesus. When I leave here, he said, I'm going to be with Jesus. He said, I, I, he said don't worry about me because I'm going to be all right. And so I can tell you today, uh, he got what he needed, and he's all right. Charlie's got what he needed, and he's all right. And I'm going to sit down turn back over to Linda to sing again, and you pray for Brother Ken when he comes to preach the message. Sister Linda. Um, before I sing, I, I just want to, I have to share this. Um, I, this was Charlie's favorite song that I sing. Um, and he said the reason that he loved this song so much is because the whole song tells about what faith can do for you. And he said it, it just touched his heart so deeply. And many times Charlie would ask me to sing this song. So listen to the words of the song. When you call on one who you cannot see and you give him your heart for all eternity, that's when faith begins. When you turn away from all of your sins, and you trust in the Lord to cleanse you within, that's when 
It's a uh, it's an honor to stand before you today. It was an honor to know Charlie. And uh, Charlie and I had a lot in common. And uh, I knew Charlie to pass him, Charlie and Sandy, I knew them around here and around church. And, and uh, but then come a time I was pastoring over at Lafayette and uh, the Lord allowed Charlie and Sandy to come spend a little time with us. He was very, very uh, deliberate in saying, I love Lima Church, but I just feel like I need to be here for a little while. He said, I might be here a long time, might be a little while, but I, I need to be here. Yeah. And so Charlie and I spent some time together, and, and Terry and I talked a little bit earlier. And, and one thing that you had to appreciate about Charlie, and sometimes dread about Charlie, <laughs> is Charlie would tell you what he was thinking right. without any delusion, right. without any, any mixture. And I'd like to share, I'm going to read something to you, and then I want to share a little bit about that relationship Charlie and I had. And I believe through the midst of all that, it shows you just how big what Charlie had in his heart really is, and how big God is, and how much we need him. I'm going to read to you out of 2 Corinthians 5th chapter. You pray. Charlie told me the other night, just like he mentioned to Terry, he said, I, I want you and Terry... And he said, just tell them, just tell them what I got. Yeah. And boy, I thought if, if a lot of people tell you that, a lot of people say, hey, I'd like you to preach a funeral and I'd like you to tell my people what I got. But I thought, boy, when Charlie says tell somebody, you need to tell them the way Charlie would. Yeah. I'd like to do that. Yeah, Fifth chapter, second Corinthians. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. So I remember one particular, and, and Sandy reminded me of this just uh, uh, last night, I believe, or, or maybe even this morning. Uh, Charlie came up to me one time, and uh, he said, you know, and you know, when, and Terry mentioned it, when Charlie come to talk to you, sometimes you thought, boy, what, what are we going to talk about? And, and I'm not saying that to be rude or, or, or to, to share. A, I appreciate that about Charlie. Um, he was about business. He, he was, and, and when he spoke, he... He was passionate about what he talked about. And uh, what me and Charlie had in common is we both, well, I'm bullheaded. 
if you don't believe me, ask my wife. She'll confirm it. But uh, I guess you could maybe classify Charlie the same way. He, he was sure. That, that's what I consider. It, it's sure. But, so he comes up to me one time and he says, Preacher, he said, you know I love you. Uh, he said, but sometimes maybe, maybe it just feels like you preach a long time. And, uh, I mean, you all can giggle because I know you've all felt the same way about somebody at some time. And uh, he says, what, what about that? And I said, well, Charlie, I don't know what to do. I just, I try not to be long. And, and, and I, I thought even today, I'll try not to be long today. Uh, but I'm bullheaded. We'll just do what God lets us do. And, and Charlie will have to enjoy that. But... Uh, so we talked, and finally we just come to the conclusion. I said, Charlie, I'll tell you what. I said, I'm just trying to, to do what I'm supposed to do and say what I need to say. And, and uh, I said, Charlie, if it bothers you that much, I said, it wouldn't bother me if you felt like you just needed to leave. And uh, we, we wasn't trying to be difficult in that. And he said, okay. Uh, sure enough, Joe, there's some times he'd get up and leave Sandy there, and he'd go sit in the car and wait for her. Uh, and we never had a word about it again. He was, he was straight. He was forward. He was absolute. I never tried to change his mind. He never tried to change my mind. So Sandy tells me another story. I wasn't involved in this one, but it all goes, and this is all to make a point, so you just bear with me for a moment. She told me that sometime here recently, uh, she had made arrangements to go to the store, was going to be gone maybe an hour or so. Yeah. Uh, left the phone with him. Charlie couldn't get up, but didn't pay no mind. Everything would be okay. She just went and come back. Sometime in the course of that short time, Charlie decided he wanted to get up and sit in a chair. And boy, when she started telling me the story, I thought, well, he probably tried to get up and might hurt himself. Uh, no, Charlie called 911. He said, I'm here by myself. I don't know when they're coming home, and I need some help. <laughs> Sandy, come home to the life squad. Uh, I, I want to tell you, that's a man that's determined and bound and sure and confident and was careful. Now, let me share some other things that he said to me along the way. He'd say, Brother Kenny, I want my people to know what God's done for me. And he said, there's so many things in my life I wished I hadn't done. Sure. And there's, he said, I've, been, I've not been good all the time. I've not, I've not all, he realized that sometimes the things he would do or say might, might come across a little different. And I'm sure you all were closer. I had a very short time in my life with Charlie. Uh, you, some of you had much greater and stronger relationships, and you probably think you don't even understand but as I thought about that, as I, as I pondered on the, the determination to, to just go ahead and call for help because he wanted to sit in the chair, or to look the preacher in his face and say, you preach too long, and then to say, you know what, you're right, you're preaching too long, I'm going to go sit down. And all the things that he would said to me, how big of a God did it take to move that man? I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm as bullheaded as there is anybody in the, in the building. 
Uh, uh, but if you can imagine a, a fellow that, as Terry told the story, that referred to himself as a wild man, uh, God came by and began to move. Now I read to you, it, it says here that we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made of hands, uh, in, eternal in the heavens. Uh, for in this we groan and earnestly desire to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. Now, uh, we knew Charlie on the outside. We knew Charlie uh, who was uh, strong and sure. You know, uh, you know I'm going to tell you if I ever needed somebody to back me up, I was going to take Charlie. Uh, maybe not on stature, uh, but just on determination. I believe he'd stand for all that he could. Uh, and... Uh, and so we know that Charlie, but uh, I want to tell you there's a Charlie that God spoke to that's down on the inside uh, that uh, is big and as gruff and as strong and as sure as Charlie would come across even sometime to his own hurt and the disappointment of maybe you and I once in a while. Uh, God reached down to a place down in his soul uh, that was in need of heaven. And uh, this big man that uh, was so sure and would stand and fight, I mean, uh, to defend our country, uh, what a great honor to work in a correctional facility. The things this man did uh, had took some confidence and some surety. Uh, but God came along and began, uh, Jay just talked to him in his heart and, uh, and began to, and, and you know, uh, he told me to tell you that what he had, I want to tell you what he had the way Charlie would, uh, without apology and, uh, and without water, uh, watering down or uh, any kind of coating. But I want to tell you, as big and as strong and as tough and as hard as that shell seemed, uh, God had a place down on the inside um, that belonged to him and that Charlie uh, was earned. Yearning, yearning and desiring in his heart uh, to be clothed. In other words, there was a part inside Charlie that wanted to know God. And uh, you know what? We've all got that place. And uh, you say, preacher, this is uh, this is more Sunday morning stuff. You uh, you should be telling about how good Charlie was or about how good heaven is. I'm I'm here to tell you what Charlie wants you to know. He made preparation uh, in the midst of his life uh, for this day that uh, when all that hard uh, coated shell that we knew Charlie as uh, when that bullheaded force uh, of Charlie was there uh, when it all failed and laid down like it he told me the other day when I walked up he said he said Kenny I can't even get out of bed uh, uh, but you know what I thought uh, you can't get out of bed uh, but God's going to get you up uh, and you're going to be able to walk yeah. in the heavens with the Lord uh, and you say well preacher I don't know uh, about Charlie and his behavior uh, but I'm glad God doesn't save your behavior uh, he doesn't fix the outside but he clothed the part on the inside of that soul that belonged to him when big tough Charlie finally heard somebody Kenny never changed Charlie's mind but God reached down in his heart and God told him about a place called heaven and the Lord said to him if you'll just come to me I'll give you rest and peace I'll set you up that when your life is dissolved when this body is gone. You can be with me. That explains the whole story to me. Why would Charlie run to the altar? Because God, Charlie had a surety about him. But when it was broke down by the Spirit of God, by the earnest of God, by the conviction of God, when Charlie
Marley finally seen where the Lord was. He knew he must make haste and get to where the Lord was. And he physically made haste to an altar of repentance. Charlie loved the gospel because it reminded him of what God did. Why did Charlie say, I wish there's some things I didn't do? He was afraid you and I would hold it against him. And that somehow it would cloud his ability. See, this is what I get out of Charlie. Charlie, and this is where I think Charlie and I have similarities. I told you I'm bullheaded. I'm sure. Even when I'm wrong, I'm sure. Charlie knew he was right in telling what God did for him because he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God had saved his soul despite this outward part of Charlie that we knew. God saved me despite this man you look at here. He saved my soul. Charlie wasn't anything more than a fellow that loved deeply everybody around him. He just wanted to tell everybody everything he possibly could to help them. Sometimes that's considered gruff and in your face or straight or to the point. But Charlie got it right. Charlie wanted everybody to know that when this day comes, like he told Terry, don't worry. It's okay. He, he told me, he said, I may not. He said, I can't. That bothered him. He couldn't get out of his own bed. But it's okay. God's good to me. So what would Charlie want me to stand and tell you today? You must be born again. Hold not your history against yourself. Hold not Charlie's walk of life or my walk of life or anybody's. It's a matter of coming to the place where you settle down and listen from your heart for God. That's what Charlie heard and that's what made Charlie run for the only help he ever really received in life that will stand for eternity. That's salvation. I am glad to have known Charlie the fellow that thought I preached too long, he's not wrong. <laughs> it's okay. He's not wrong. I'm glad to have known that, Charlie. I'm also glad to know that the Charlie that would no doubt to Terry as well as me would come to me and talk about the people in this room with great passion. And love. He'd say, I don't understand. I'm just no good. I probably messed things up. Didn't he? But he said, I just want him to know what God's done on the inside. So I'm going to leave this thought with you and I'll, and I'll get out of the way. Charlie loved everybody in this room. Charlie loved deeply. Yeah. I believe that. Charlie loved the Lord. 
and Charlie's at rest. And he would say to you, if he could stand here today, please prepare for this day. Above all other things, be sure, be absolute that you know the Lord. That's what Charlie would want us to know today. I thank Charlie for his friendship, his service in this, into this country. And I thank Charlie for being so passionate, so sincere, and so real that sometimes, frankly, it hurt. But I don't believe he was ever ill-intended, especially since he knew the Lord. It's been good to be here. I love you guys. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. God bless you. Bless you. <clears throat> Boy, I appreciate Brother Ken. I appreciate that message. That tells you a story about Charlie. And uh, that's touched my heart. I appreciate it. I want to uh, give you a couple announcements, and then I'll close with prayer. And as soon as I close with prayer, I'll turn back over to the funeral director. When uh, we're released out of here, uh, if you'd like to just stay outside, maybe uh, on the portico or close around, there's going to be a military service done by the Navy and the VFW in honor of Brother Charlie. And I'll say, as Brother Kenny did, I appreciate Charlie's service to our country. He was passionate about that too. And I appreciate the men that will be doing the service in honor of Brother Charlie. And so just hang around and stay out there, and uh, there will be gunshots and so on. Uh, you know how the military service goes probably. And uh, so we're looking forward to seeing that. We thank you for being here. We thank you for the service that God's blessed us with in here. And uh, so also there'll be a funeral dinner and a fellowship hall uh, after all that. And so uh, let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you for the songs and the message. We thank you, God, for what we could feel today. And we thank you for Charlie. And we thank you for his family and his friends. God, we thank you for those fellows that are going to do the military service. God, we thank you for how good you are to us. And God, uh, we're reminded of what you said in John 3, 3. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. God, thank you that Charlie was born again and he's gone to be with you. And God, his heart's desire, as Brother Kenny's preached and told about, is for his family and friends to be born again so they can come there, there too. God, glad we're going to have a great homecoming after a while. Those that are saved by your grace, those that are born again are, are all getting together in that happy land. God, we just pray that you touch people's hearts, give them uh, something to stir their hearts and cause them to seek you today, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' name, we thank you, and amen. We turn service back to the funeral director.